you guys this morning and uh it's been you know doyle and i reflecting on it been one of the, the highlights of this crazy time and i know there's a lot of wild stuff going on in the world a lot of very interesting things going on in the world there's so many different spectrums of uh of what's taking place mm. right now and um yeah you know to be able to have something that anchors us to be, ha be able to have something that we come back to mm. that reminds us of of a um a deeper reality a deeper truth and so our attempt mm. with our prayers is to open ourselves up to receive grace and the way that we're going to do that just in a practical way those of you that are not to find a comfortable seat or a comfortable standing position wherever you're at right now whatever you're doing just mm. pause for a moment we're just going to pause for a minute or so and start to connect to your breath. Let's start to connect to this present moment. You know, so often, you know, I say prayers on the fly, you know, and, and uh, just they really kind of stay on the mm. surface. But we want to give an opportunity to really check in, to touch base with a deeper reality, a part of ourself that does not change, a part of ourself that doesn't change no matter what's taking place around us, the changes in our body, the changes in our mind, the changes in our emotions and the external environment. We want to take the opportunity to connect, reconnect to a truth that remains steady, taking place externally. And so opening up this universal language, this universal dialogue of connecting our individual consciousness, our individual soul, with the super soul, supreme consciousness. And we pray today that no matter what situation we're in, no matter what circumstance that we're in, be able to, to be able to recognize your hand in the situation. Help me to be able to soften whatever judgment I have, whatever perception I may have, whatever fear I may have, whatever emotion may be coming up, whatever challenge I may be faced with or whatever success I may experience, whatever joy or happiness or pleasure that I may experience in the world. Help me to see you in all of those experiences and let them become catalysts for me to remember you. And in remembering you, let me connect with the essence of my soul, the essence of my true nature, and those moments of pause and those moments of prayer and silence. Let me recognize you in my life, the role that you play. Let me experience a closeness with you. No matter what's taking place in my life, let me be able to see that the struggles and the challenges, the suffering that I'll experience is due to my forgetfulness of you. And so in those mm -hmm. moments, help me to remember. Help me to remember the truth the reality. Help me to feel that connection with you when I do not feel it. Help to uncover that illusion, that veil that stops me from experiencing a closeness to you. And through whatever it is that I'm facing in my life, let me know that you are with me. And please give us hope today. Give us hope not just for ourselves. Give us hope for the world around us that all that is taking place, the challenges that the world is facing right now, that there's some deeper meaning, there's some deeper purpose behind what's taking place.
and help me to be an instrument of that consciousness, of that grace in my own life, in the lives of others, in the collective consciousness of this world. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, 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 yeah, I'm I'm just bubbling up with things on my mind and heart that I just wanted to that are going on with me. So you might have to hold me back or contain me at different times if I'm going on a rant or a tangent. But uh, um, I'm just really excited to be here with everybody this morning. Um, uh, I was myself even you were you were saying so many beautiful things like I was um, of helping helping asking. To, to understand the role of God in my life. Help me to see that and help me to recognize that a lot of the sufferings or challenges I'm, I'm going through can oftentimes be connected to forgetfulness of that role. So I was thinking of that and so beautiful. And as you were saying that, I was thinking like of things I wanted to say in response to that on the podcast, on our show. And then like I dipped out of what you said immediately after that, you know? So like my own self, like half the time I was listening and diving in and half the time I was thinking, okay, like, what am I going to say during our conversation together, you know? And I was, it, I just, like, it's so easy to just dip out of that meditation, that prayer, because I'm like, you know, and it, it, that could even be a little bit like, you know, I don't feel bad about that. I'm like, I'm thinking of something positive to say, but, you know, in the middle of it, I just start worrying about um, or thinking about something outside of that moment. Like, okay, like I have this moment of connection, right? I have this moment of connection. And that moment of connection leads me to a thought, which takes me out of the present moment which gets me towards planning and thinking and preparing something outside of that. And then all of a sudden I'm back in the realm of my mind. I'm back in the realm of like, I've got to figure something out. I'm back in the realm of planning, of foreseeing, you know, and it's like, oh, like I'm not, I'm like half present with you here, you know? And I was thinking like, I'm supposed to be co-hosting this whole thing. And here I am half present to my partner's buddy's own prayer. I'm like, man, it's like, it's a moment to moment thing. And so, I was just thinking that wanted to make that confessional out to the group that um, it's it's it's, a, it's it's not easy, you know. It's it's beautiful and it's also you know we we find ourselves like a like I say all the time. I just got a brand new puppy and he's just all over the place. And sometimes I feel like my mind is just like that puppy, just one thing to the whatever it's I going to. You, and so that you know that's. That's how <laughs> no, I just, I would, I'm just, I'm just noticing having a moment of self-awareness. Um, but, um, but also welcome everybody. This is, um, I, I had this, ex uh, um, um, we've been, um, or so now, um, and, uh, we're, we've been steady. We're grateful. We weren't know if we were going to keep this going how long, but we've been going steady and it's like, we're doing this every day for the rest of our lives. Here we are every morning. We're ready to make we're the commitment. The we're Gunga rolling, um, and we're jumping in the Gunga together. Here it is, and it it really is. It's 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 a prayer revolution. Um, is how is how you know we're viewing it. That you know this term is is used often different times, but um, you know there there it's 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 a prayer revolution, and that's what we're trying to embark upon. Is that um, there are so many you know right now we're faced with this crisis, this pandemic of a coronavirus, but. I was just talking to a friend yesterday who um, spent a lot of time. He's not from 
Asia, but he lived in Hong Kong for a period of time, and and he lived through, he lived in Hong Kong during SARS. You know, during the SARS virus, you know, I don't I barely remember that. It, like it wasn't really affected us over here in America too bad, but like he was living in Hong Kong, and it was like a huge big deal, and it was and for him it was just like this is another one of those kind of things. It's just affecting a lot more people on a larger scale and it's affecting America and therefore we're really tuned into it. Um, but whether it's a, a, a health crisis or an environmental crisis or a political crisis or an economic crisis, it's kind of like the solution in some ways always goes back to, um, you know, there's practical solutions, but what's really going to change, like when we come out of this, what are we, what are the lessons that we're going to learn of how we want to restructure the way we approach our lives? You know, there's so many things going on about, healthcare, about economic structures, about political structures. And um, the world is in need in many ways of a revolution, um, but it's not a political revolution or an environmental revolution or a social revolution or a, um, a health revolution. It's a spiritual revolution. You know, it's a spiritual revolution that if our ethics, our politics, our environmental practices, our relationships, my, biz my, my economy, my business choices are not guided by a spiritual consciousness, I'm just going to end up in the same SHIT holes that I find myself in on a regular basis, or the world will find itself in on a regular basis. And, um, and that's just not five minutes when I wake up or five minutes before I go to bed, you know, oh Lord, help me. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? Or won't you heal my, my family? Or won't you protect me from this and that? Or help me find my keys or help me find a parking. You know, we have this, in New York City, we kind of have these, these God moments where it's like, I'm rushing to get somewhere. And I'm racing down the stairs, and right as I get onto the subway platform, the subway pulls up right when I'm getting there. It's like that was a God moment. Like God was there for me in that moment. Like the subway pulled up right when I needed it to, and that was like God answering my prayer. And it's like, really? You know what I mean? Is like that how you see God showing up in your life, or is there something bigger? Is there a bigger way we want God to show up in our life? And I think that it's that moment-to-moment -moment prayer of, you know, I grew up in a in a in a, in a religious Catholic family. We pray on Sundays, and they would say we'd say this, a prayer request, and we'd say, Lord, hear our prayer, you know? But imagine if we had that conscious of every single moment, you know, my dear Lord, hear me in this moment. And imagine if we took it even a step further, a step further to not just Lord, hear our prayer, but Lord, help me hear your prayer for my life. Like, what is God's prayer for my life? Hear me, but what if we actually started to listen more? And I think that's, to me, the prayer revolution is what we're starting to open up that dialogue and that conversation with the higher power mm -hmm. at every moment. And that's what we're doing here. That's what you just did for us. And that's what I was thinking about last night. That's what I'm excited about. It's amazing. Yeah. No, Go for it. Amazing. <laughs> I'm just, you know, I'm riding your wave of inspiration. And, and I love the point that you're bringing up um, in regards to moment to moment consciousness, it's, it's not just, a, mm. you know, yeah, you know, we, we can experience, um, you know, that, that, that beautiful kind of synchronicity and, you know, God's hand with the subway and, you know, the person we bump into, mm. you know, in New York city, somehow out of 8 million people, we, we bump into an old friend in some random kind of situation scenario. Mm. And, uh, we're, we're, we're inviting mm. something, um, more than that. We're inviting, that same consciousness into every moment of our life. And I love you talking about, you know, the solutions mm. are um, really, we want to get to the root cause of a solution, you know? And so when we look at a mass pandemic, like what we're facing right now, there's a lot of compassion that's mm. needed immediately. 
there's a lot of compassion. There's a lot yes. of support, a lot of service practically, a lot of, a lot of ways we can show up very practically. And, and then as we're showing up mm. practically to the, the suffering, to the, to, to the ailments of people, you know, with compassion, with grace, with empathy, we also simultaneously want to be looking at what's causing this, like what is going on? What, what's the undercurrent mm. that keeps putting us in this funky situation? Whether that own life, I struggle, I struggle yeah. with some, you know, falling into, um, yeah, lower states of consciousness that don't really serve me. Okay, what's that cycle that I'm going through? Okay, yes, let's let's show up immediately. Let's support immediately, but then also let's look at what's going on on a deeper level. And so, you know, you're talking about mm. the, the spiritual crisis, you know, that we're facing right now as humanity, mm. and, and uh, just yeah. reminding me of of the story that Radhanaswamy tells, you know, when he's in the, he's in an airport lounge and the health minister of India, somehow she comes up to him and says, what are you swamis and monks and spiritualists? What are you guys doing for the environment? You know, mm. like the rivers are more polluted than ever. And you sit in meditation. Like, what are you guys mm. doing? Like, what's your spiritual practice for any of this? And it was just, she's a high powered woman. And it was mm. very, very challenging. And, uh, you know, and, and, and Ravana Swami's response was, you know, that, okay, you know, that if, if our, and you, you've been sharing this, right, if, if my state of consciousness, if my current state of consciousness and current best thinking has brought me to where I am right now, then mm. am, I gonna, am I expecting that there'll be a different result? You know? and, and to expect that is, is a little bit um, na naive. Yeah. So, to actually see, okay, the state of my yeah. consciousness and the state of my heart and the state of our consciousness and heart collectively as a, uh, as a world, as a worldwide human race has led mm. us to where we are right now. Yeah. Our collective consciousness has led us mm -hmm. to these type of pandemics, the mass amount of slaughter that happens, you know, toward animals in the world on a daily basis, you know, the, uh, the oppression, mm. the suffering and the, the discrepancy in power and wealth and so there's so much suffering in the world and and that yeah. um, you know that but that's the state of our collective consciousness that's yeah. individuals yeah. every individual if you collect all our, all of our consciousness together this is the result of it and so you know Radha Swami pointing mm. when he was talking to her he said okay yeah like if we don't change the state of mm. our heart if my heart is polluted mm. if my heart is greedy. If it's selfish, if it's arrogant, if it's full of pride, it's full of fear, it's full of these lower qualities, that's what I'm that's what I'm gonna see externally. I'm gonna see that in my relationships. I'm gonna see that in my mm. communities. I'm gonna see that in the world around me. Mm. So, you know, living on a prayer, living in connection with God, which which yoga is saying that our our, our divine source, that there's a loving divine source, that there's mm. a divine source that's eternal, it's full of wisdom that's fully blissful, right? That that, that connection is mm. available. That connection is available to us constantly. And when we reconnect and we do that consistently, then that consciousness of gratitude, of compassion, of love, of grace, of, of being so thoughtful about everyone around us, of being so fair in our dealings and so understanding, that starts to become mm. what um, moves into our life, moves into our relationships in the world around us. Yeah. So this is, uh, we're, mm -hmm. we're riding that wave. Yeah. You just, I just, I just rode your wave. So. <laughs>
I was I was thinking of you know my wife uh, a year or two ago she just finished up she wrote she did a master's degree um, and she wrote her thesis on cultures of sustainability it was environmental sciences masters masters in geography actually um, and she did it on you, you mentioned Rana Swami has an echo village in outside of Mumbai that we go to every year and we some of us here have, have been there some of us have went on Trisha you're there on pilgrimage with us there last year trainings there last year um, and uh, she basically was studying like cultures of sustainability. So like you look at environmental sustainability, for example, right now, climate change is a big crisis that a lot of people are looking at, but it's been around for a, a long time. And we've been trying to address this issue for however long. It's like, why hasn't policies or uh, social change get put into, like, what is, what is preventing us from really addressing this? And she, she the whole per thrust of her thesis was it's consciousness that, that, that environmental um, sustainability is really a byproduct of spiritual consciousness, and that you she took the the Govardhan Echo Village as an, as an as a test as a case study of an environmentally sustainable community, but their primary the the onset of it wasn't how can we be environmentally sustainable? It's how can we create a community based on spiritual principles? And when you look at a community based on spiritual principles, there are certain those principles include um, devotion and understanding of God and a higher power, dependency and service to God, sacredness of nature, and an interdependency and a respect for all other living beings in life. And so when you have a spiritual, a spiritual conscious community, naturally it's going to be um, respectful and caring towards the environment, towards other living beings because we recognize the spiritual sanctity, that these things aren't, these are resources for me to plunder. These are gifts from a divine source that I meant to share. And so imagine if, you know, it's not that a spiritual consciousness would prevent necessarily a coronavirus epidemic. Although, um, you know, we, we read about yesterday in the purport to the second chapter of the Bhagavad Gita when Arjuna was talking about perplexities of human life and that you know, that perplexities, that sufferings, that the problems of life are never going to go away. Birth, death, old age, and disease. That you're not going to get rid of the sufferings of, you know, we're, we're, it's going out in a rainstorm and expecting to not get wet. We're in the material world. It's, it's a place of, of suffering. There's tremendous suffering in this material world. But imagine if we responded to that if we had a collective spiritual consciousness, instead of going to Costco and stock hoarding all the toilet paper, we would be opening our doors and saying, here, let me share my toilet paper with you. Let me share my canned goods with you. Let me share. Of course, you know, from a six foot distance at this point in time, but you know what I mean? Like, it's like, how do I respond to this crisis? Like, holy crap, I got to take care of number one. Let me get all the bread I can get on the shelf. Let me get all the, for, for, for no reason. Like there hasn't been any announcement that we're running out of food. You know what I mean? Or like there hasn't been announcement stock up, hold on all the food you can get. You know, there was just like this mass panic all of a sudden, holy crap, the world's going to come to an end. I got to look out for myself. And there's this, there's this immediate material reaction of friends and enemies. You know what I mean? Like I am pitted against the rest of the world. It's the hunger games. That's what we're in right now. We're in the hunger games and I got to look out for myself as opposed to, wait a second. We live in a spiritually conscious society and my spiritual values are that, that my immediate thought is how can I, hunker down and protect myself but like how's everybody else doing you know what i mean 
how my brothers and sisters that we are a collective family we are one unit we are one race we are one spiritual family and if we approach it from that perspective you know what i mean it's hard when only one person is doing it but it's like we can change a life we can change the world by changing like our world can change if we just start to shift that perspective like a dalai lama mentioned like how do you light a million candles one at a time you have one candle and that lights another candle that lights another candle and so it's like we can only change how we respond in our consciousness ourselves but it's really like a revolution of consciousness that will get us through this because this is going to pass we don't know how long it's going to take a month like april is shut down or three months or six months but at a certain point this is going to get contained it's going to pass and then what is the world going to go back to what are we going to go back to and what are we going to do five years from now when something else hits you know what i mean or a month from now when something else it's because things are hitting all over the world you know what i mean syrian refugees you know and other countries have been starving and there's genocides in places in africa and other parts of the world and it's like you know it's not until now when something hits us personally that we really like oh my god like this is serious but suffering is going on all the time but how we respond to it and how are we going to respond to it the next time you know those are things that i think it brought to consciousness and that's why it's like well, it's an opportunity for re me to really recalibrate. Um, am I living in a material consciousness of fear? Or am I living in a moment-to-moment -moment invitation of, you know, how do I respond to this with faith and with um, mm -hmm. surrender? Mm -hmm. Beautiful, Vijin. Yeah? Yeah? What do you think? Yeah, I'm just appreciating the sharing. And, and uh, it's an opportunity for all of us. And I think that, you know, what I'm seeing a lot of, and, and yesterday, I, you know, because running an organization, you know, staying in touch with what's going on in New York City, mm. you know, being conscious of of the, the, the very real material challenges that mm. people are facing, you know, right on our doorstep. And and so, you know, it's a um, mm. it's a it's kind of an unfortunate reality that suffering is oftentimes the impetus for change. You know, but it's something that we're seeing right now on a massive scale, you know, that that there is a lot of suffering that's going on in the world. And what are we going to do with that? You know, and it's something that whether it's a, a mass pandemic or not, we will experience suffering in this world. That's just the nature of it. The, the nature of this world mm. is zero consciousness. If I think I'm my body, if I think I'm my mind, you know, and, and, and if I believe that that's the truth that's the basis of, of reality for me i'm going to suffer you know because the mind changes the body changes it's going to experience discomfort and eventually the body which we see is a a hundred percent you know um it's a hundred percent that that we will leave our bodies every single person it's not mm. a, not a body on this planet that has lived eternally a material body and so with yeah. that, it's, it, it's, it's an opportunity, mm. you know, when we're looking at the big picture of, of suffering, every single thing in our life is an opportunity to return back to this type of consciousness that you're talking about. And, and oftentimes, you know, it's, it's just the reality of it is that until things get really, really challenging, we don't change, you know, we're, yeah. we're, we're comfortable, mm. complacent, you know, life has become... Mm. We've become so uh, adapted to a material way of living that, um, and so adapted to kind of looking after ourselves and our just immediate maybe nuclear circle 
that um, you know we, we've kind of buffered ourselves from the suffering of others. But suffering is there, and it's yeah. uh, I'm seeing it in my own life personally yeah. that suffering is yeah. actually is uh, is the greatest catalyst for transformation that I've ever experienced in my life. You know, that's that's my experience yeah. of it. It's it's super intense. It is, uh, it's bone crushing. It feels like I'm going through a grinder at times yeah. in my life. I'm literally yeah. ground, ground to pulp or ground to dust, you know? Yeah. But it's, you know, in those yeah. moments when I'm able to, again, mm. oh, let me, okay, God, there's a reason. I, I'm able to come to the other side and be able to reach out for support and able to find that shelter somehow, some way. Then I look back on that suffering and it was the greatest catalyst for me to, to be more humble. It was the greatest mm. catalyst for me to be more thoughtful of others and to live, you know, a life that's more in integrity with values and principles. And, and mm. so that's, that's yeah. what I'm, you know, when I'm hearing you share right now, um, that's the opportunity that we have, you know, and the opportunity is either I'm going to move yeah. to fear. And so then therefore I'm going to entrench myself in a material consciousness even more. You know, or I'm going to say, hey, mm. you know what? This isn't working. And uh, let me yeah. try to surrender. Mm -hmm. Let me try to see actually this is happening as a, as a, mm -hmm. a self-correcting mechanism of nature to help me return back to my original consciousness, to help me to return back to a, a, a truly empowering way of being in my life. Yeah. Yeah. There was some, um, there was some, thank you. I love that. There were some powerful comments here on, on the Instagram feed that, uh, um, our good friend Naushin was saying that without without the whole, the individual is nothing. And it's a powerful statement of recognizing like that's part, I think, of the prayer revolution of, of recognizing your spiritual connection that I'm a part of something much greater. And and somebody else kind of mentioned it's like it's like a dig to the American ego. And it's almost like it's like it's not the American ego, it's just the the human ego at times that, that sometimes the country of America can kind of come to represent, but it's not like uh, it's 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 this idea that like I can take care of myself. I'm gonna set up my life to be to be like the, my fortress, and whatever happens to the rest of the world is not my business. And um, you know, Brajarani was making a comment that she's very encouraged by a lot of the um, the stories of people who are reaching out, whether it's small people reaching out to to family members or other people, or 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 I mean, like look at the modern day heroes of like healthcare workers, social workers, nurses, um, even your grocery store worker, your grocery store worker who's pumping out toilet paper and bread on the shelf for you to swipe off is not getting paid extra. Like they're not getting commission on how much groceries you're buying. They're just working hourly wages and they're, 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 they're current heroes. You know what I mean? And it's like powerful stories. And because I think that that is the nature of the Dharma nature of the soul is to be, engaged in service is to be engaged in service and so that comes out sometimes in our in our darkest moments and so there there's hope for for the human spirit because that's our nature um our friend um kishore chandra was also pointing out this verse from bhagavatam uh the 11th canto verse 3 chapter 30 it was very beautiful um and he was talking about friendship and connection and in the purport of that verse it mentions one should learn to increase one's love for the devotees so that's really, how can I increase my love for my, my fellow uh, human beings? To satisfy them and to give up sense objects unfavorable to serving Krishna. This next line is so beautiful. And one should learn to view the entire universe as paraphernalia for the Lord's service. Mm -hmm. Isn't that so sweet? One should learn to view 
the entire universe as paraphernalia for the Lord's service. And by engaging the objects of the senses, objects of the senses means that anything that I interact with physically, through my ears, my mouth, my skin, my, my hands, my nose, anything that I interact and engage with, by engaging them in the service, in Krishna's service, one automatically becomes detached from them. And as one passes one's day in association with the Lord's devotees, one's transcendental ecstasy increases more and more through discussions about the topics of Srimad Bhagavatam and Bhagavad Gita. Therefore, one who wants to be free from the harassment of maya in the form of sense gratification must constantly associate with pure devotees of the Lord who have no engagement other than chanting and hearing the glories of the Lord and carrying out the Lord's mission here on earth. And so I love that seeing the entire universe as paraphernalia for the Lord's service and remind each other of that. Because when I see that as such, it's basically like the things of this world are not meant for me to exploit and kind of hoard for myself. They are objects of service. And even my own body is a vessel of service. And then if I see that, you know, at one point, everything will be returned to the Lord. Everything will be turned to nature. Everything will be released from my control and my possession, even my own physical body. And it actually almost frees us from a fear of death. It can free us from the uncertainty of where things are going is that because ultimately these are men as vessels of service. How can I, and so it's like when we respond to the situation currently today, it's how can I be a vessel of service to other people? And when this is all blown over, how can I continue to be that vessel of service? And how can I live my life with that consciousness? And he's saying that when I actually release that, I will experience a release from the harassment of my mind and senses of figuring out how am I going to be happy in this world to how can I serve in this world? There's a beautiful quote. What was it? Uh, Rabindranath Tagore. I don't know if I'm pronouncing his name right. But he said, I, um, I dreamt, I, what was it? I'm going to pull it up right now. Rabindranath, we'll end with this. Tagore, life is service. A few people probably heard this before. Yeah, he says, I slept and dreamt that life was joy. I awoke and saw that life was service. I acted and behold, service was joy. You know what I mean? And so it's like when we rewire that consciousness of how could I find, how can I find, we're all searching for happiness. Stop searching for happiness and start, stop asking what can I take and stop asking what can I give and in that giving, I'll actually find my greatest joy. It's kind of a reverse psychology. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. And so, give anyways, receive. give me receive. So, uh, thank you for all the beautiful comments here, Kishore Chandra, Naushin, Ananda, all these beautiful people. Uh, Tiffany, thanks for tuning in. Vera, you want to close us out with a thought yeah. or a... Yeah, definitely. Um, a, ta a take home, well, I a takeaway. Shout out! You know, I've been I've been so amazed actually at the um, of so many, many uh, thousands and thousands, probably in the millions of people around the world that are basically sacrificing their life mm. in service to others. You know, that that can yeah. see that actually the depth of um, you know what somebody will do for another human being, even putting their own life at risk, and so. I see that in the, the healthcare providers. I see that in people that are continuing to provide the necessities for humans to, to live in the world. Mm. They're exposing themselves to um, potentially getting the virus themselves, you know, 
but uh, my friend Adam, mm. you know, uh, Adam Elzer, you guys can check him out on Instagram. An amazing guy. He's a restaurant owner, and he he um, he mm. has a, a pizza place called Sauce, and said, you know what? We're not going to close. We're not going to close. We're going to go deliver pizzas mm. to the healthcare providers. You know, anybody that wants to sponsor a pizza, wow. come on, buy a pizza. You know, and then you, if you buy a yeah. pizza, then we'll give another one on top of that, just to keep their operation going. They're delivering wow. hundreds and thousands of boxes of pizza all over New York City, and, and so it's like that move. You know, it's like, hey, yeah. man, he, you know what? I'm, I'm here. You know what? My, my life is meant for service. My soul is meant to serve. That's all that I'm looking for. Yeah. That's all that I want. And if I give myself in that way, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be fulfilled. I'm going to experience mm. everything that is I'm looking for. You know, so we're seeing that in the lives of so many people mm. around us. That's this is a, a humble attempt, um, Doyle and I, to to stay in that consciousness ourselves and uh, in any way practically yeah. that we can see, you know, how can we serve? How can we come together as a community? That's what we're here to facilitate. And uh, yeah, so, so grateful. Thank you. So grateful. How can I, how super, can I super serve? grateful. How can I serve? Keep asking that question. Yeah. Thank you so much. I think it would be really sweet. Maybe we'll do this tomorrow if we get enough responses, but um, we'll do another day is, we got to find a way that people can write to us and connect to us directly, you know, whether it's our personal emails, doyle.pakistan.org or vera.pakistan.org or our Instagram. But we want to hear from you. Um, uh, uh, Ananda's one. What's the pizza place? It's Sauce. Sauce is the name of the restaurant in uh, the, lower, the yeah, Lower East Side. Sauce. Uh, if you guys know so, um, Adam Elzer, um, you can Adam Elzer. E-L-Z-E-R. On Instagram. He's uh, he's a buddy of ours and and uh, is he's the, he's doing great stuff. We find all this stuff online. Yeah. But it would be really sweet, actually, if we just if people were able to just send us inspiring stories that they're experiencing. You know, I have another friend out has a really inspiring. He works for a school district and what they're doing to feed kids who are out of school right now. And you can just spend like a whole session just sharing. You know, we're talking about like sometimes you're going to, like. The world is selfish and greedy and we're going downhill and we've got material consciousness, but it'd be really sweet to talk about hope, you know, and, and the inspiring stories we're hearing from each other because when we hear those stories, it brings out the best in us. So we'll find a way. We'd love to hear. Send us in your inspiring stories of, of service, of hope, of kindness that you're experiencing. We love you guys all so much. It's three minutes over time. We're going to call it a morning. I hope the rest of your day goes well. Thank you all so much for tuning in. Sarah, Brajarani, all of our Zoomers here. AJ Sullivan, thanks for being here. Love you guys. Um, we love you. You're not alone. Connect with us anytime. And we'll see you tomorrow, same time, same place. Easy. Signing off. Hare Krishna.